I hope you enjoyed this clip of today's Clay Edwards show. You can tune in live every Monday through Friday, 7 to 9 a.m. on 103.9 FM, WYAB in Central Mississippi. You can stream it worldwide and live at WYAB.com, the TuneIn app, or Alexa. Just search WYAB. And of course, you're listening now on a podcast, so you can just hit subscribe where you're at. We update daily right here on the Clay Edwards Show, and check out all things Clay Edwards at clayedwardsshow.com for shirts and more. Peace. Boom goes the Tannerite, as my friend Kenneth would say. You've tuned in live, the free-range human show of choice, your daily dose of reality radio, your last shot of reality radio for the year year of thy Lord, 2020. Three, it's episode six hundred and sixty-six. That's six six six. Shot at the devil. The devil must have knew I had a fellow demon crat of his in here this morning. Lined it up just right. We got Sean Yurtkaran live in the studio with me. Good morning, uh, my fellow evil uh, devil. Good morning. Good morning. How you doing, brother? Pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, you know, I just um. I'm trying to get over this uh, cold weather, man. It's pretty rough. I was trying to walk the dog this morning. I got froze to death. Yeah, yes. Look, it's. I hate summer, but I'm beginning to hate winter too. Yeah, when it's like, like this. The, the heat's terrible. You can at least dress up for the summer. I wish my car had remote start. It's just a, a bunch of things I could complain about. But you know what? I'm alive. I made it through 2023, the third year of the Joe Biden reign of terror. <laughs> Another winter of severe illness and death. Yeah, and we're all supposed to be dead by now, according to Joe Biden. Well, it, us unvaxxed people. Oh, that's right. Yeah, it's like it's everybody's supposed to be dead. I mean, I guess right. I mean, two thousand twenty-three. This is two years into that. Sure, three or three. Yeah, yeah. Because next yeah. year will be well, presumably it's the last of this term. <laughs> yeah. Be, yeah. You're just yeah. Well, I mean, compared if you're looking at what events are unfolding, who knows, right? Hey, let me ask you this. Oh, let's just for for the sake of for poops and giggles. Mm-hmm. Joe Biden wins re-election. Is he somehow makes it through as the candidate, wins re-election? He doesn't make it four years. He at that point they literally just set up to to move for him to move out of the way, right? Twenty fifth Amendment. I mean, he'll be eighty six at the end of that term. Take that age is, out of it. And I know yeah. he's old, but m- his mental faculties are, are are not there. I think that's a distinct possibility, considering. I mean, right? I think we've all witnessed that. It seems like he's. Uh, I mean, just since he's been elected, declined. But I mean, hey, man, think about this: eighty six. Like my dad is seventy four, and uh, and he's a pretty Mine active too. guy. Yeah. And even with him, I have there's certain times a day I can call him. You do, I mean, like if it's like two o'clock in the afternoon, I know that's his nap time. And he's seventy four, and he's mm-hmm. a physically in shape guy. Works, you know. And I don't, so I mean, at that age, it's just tough. And I don't. Hey, it's not ageism, or it's just a fact of life. You get older, you get more tired. Not really much you can do about it. So I don't know how you uh, how you handle the demands of the job at that kind of advanced age because I mean, it's it's really old. He ain't handling it now. Yeah, right. Exactly. I mean, he's in obviously. It's you know he looks like he's in good physical shape, but his mental shape has obviously been on you know quite a decline. Yeah, he walks really funny. He kind of wobbles. I mean, and his bones are old. <laughs> Come on, like what's he gonna? I mean. You know that's 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 pretty old. I mean, oh. I'd like to make it to eighty. That that never, it, you know, that is one good thing. You notice that all these people, well, especially I guess it's politicians, maybe because I don't know wealth or whatever that they make it to that kind of age. Because I've always thought when you make your eighties, that's that's a pretty long time. Yeah, it is. I mean, I don't know that I want to live to be that old. I mean, you know, and um, 
especially doing a job like that at that age. You know, they said the presidency ages you, but you can't really tell with Biden because he was really old. You know, he saw those old pictures of Obama where he was real young, like 46. And then when he left, he looked like Morgan Freeman. Like it just, you know, it's a job that just ages you. But with Biden, you just, I don't think you could tell because he just, he was old anyway. Yeah, I, I think, well, he's not going to win. Uh, he's just not going to, but nothing surprises me anymore. Yeah, I mean, you know, I just, uh, I keep thinking that something like with LBJ in 68, when LBJ dropped out in the in March, I think, of 68, is going to happen. Um, I just don't, I don't know how, you, you know, not just looking at his polling numbers, which are terrible, um, but which, and again, this is a year out, so everything can change. That's the way, way politics works. But just looking at that and his his mental shape and going through a presidential campaign, I don't, you know, I just feel like he's going to eventually call it quits. But, you know, I was talking to somebody the other day, and he made a good point, told me that the the presidency is not even about Joe Biden. It's an inertia. There's all the people around him. Like, they're not going to let him quit. Yeah. And I was like, that's a good point, too. Like, all the, you know, all the... The people's jobs depend on the government, all that kind of things. They're just not going to let him quit. So, well, there will be a transition of power, legit, literally. Uh, you know, it's like, hey, he's going to step aside. If we anoint you, you know, you have to keep these people. Yeah. You know, I, that kind of thing. Of course, they, they, at the end of the day, they can agree to all that and then say, psych! Right, they don't have to do that at all. And I don't know who the person they would anoint because they don't want Kamala, Kamala, uh, Kamala excuse me. Uh, Gavin Newsom get on me for not pronouncing that correctly, but I mean, look, man, I'm from the South. We've had this conversation. It's Kamala, Kamala, whatever. Yeah, I don't. You know. can't spell it like the Ugandan giant and me not pronounce it like the Ugandan giant. Is it a Ugandan giant? Remember Kamala the wrestler? Oh, that's right. That's right. I forgot about that. Yeah, Kamala the. That's right, Kamala the giant. <laughs> Slapping his belly. Yes. Now I'm remembering that. I like to slap my belly every now and then. <laughs> Just like like getting ready to wrestle or something. Yes, like a Samoan. I, I, uh, <laughs> I mean, I just so I don't think that's going to be her because they don't, you know, I don't think they like her. Just like I always say, I don't think they like Gavin Newsom either. He likes Gavin Newsom. He wants to be president, but uh, I don't know who they did annoy. Well, I think the powers that be like Gavin Newsom because he's an evil lizard person that will go right along with whatever they say and do it with a smile, knowing he's lying. Yeah, I mean, I don't think he really. If you watch that, I know you did part of that DeSantis Newsom debate. Mm-hmm. I thought he was a masterful politician. Because he just lied the entire time and made it seem like he was being honest. Like, yeah, this is these are facts, and I mean, it was a it was a, it was an amazing thing to see. And it, DeSantis actually had a lot of the facts on his side, but wasn't able to articulate as well as Newsom was all the lies. <laughs> and he was being fact checked in live time. Yeah, I don't know that Newsom told a truth the entire time. No, but he made you think he did, which was really which is artful. I thought you know it's like sometimes you you, you tell a lie so many times you start to believe it. Uh, I've known a lot of people like, like that. That yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know, and but and that's the vibe I get with him. Like, I, does he know that he's lying? I don't think he probably does. He could probably pass a lie detector. I think he's that good. A true psychopath. <laughs> yeah, he's a right. He, he, exactly. I think he could do it. He reminds me like I always call him the. Uh, the liberal Ted Cruz. You know, I think they're the same personalities. So what is it about, you've mentioned that a bunch, what is it you don't like about Ted? I think Ted Cruz is is the, one of the fakest people I've ever seen, just like Gavin Newsom. Like, they're the two fakest human beings. Like, we ever see Ted Cruz talk to his children? It's like the, his kids don't like him. <clears throat> so, I mean... I've never seen him talk to his kids. Yeah, I was watching back in 16, I remember the campaign, and the kids would come up, and they were like, do we got to hug Dad? You know, I mean, and then the whole thing, like, what was it, a year or two, three years ago... During the um, and this is just one example, 
the ice storm, and he was like, yeah, I'm uh, – and then he like, took off to Mexico with his family while everybody's power went out in Texas. Yeah, you know, I, I know I should pretend that that bothers me, but that just – I don't care what these people do. Yeah. Go, go vote the way you need to vote uh, as a conservative, and I don't care what you do in your personal life. I don't care how much your family likes you. I don't care if you're a grown man that likes to wear panties and high heels in the bedroom. I don't, I don't, I don't care. Well, do you remember when in 16 when Trump attacked Cruz's wife constantly? Was attacking his wife? Yes, and, I'm, and said that his dad uh, killed Kennedy. That is my one of my favorite political moments ever when he when he put uh, Ted Cruz's dad in the Kennedy assassination because Ted <laughs> Cruz is Cuban. And there was, I think his dad was actually in, you know, there was an anti-Castro movement in New Orleans at that time, kind of the genesis of the Oswald stuff. And I think he kind of made it seem like his dad had associations with Oswald. (laughs) And uh, it was very comical because I bet you if you had gone and looked at like top Google searches and then time frame, I bet you it would have been one of the top Google searches. Oh, it was. I mean, I remember like did Ted Cruz dad kill Kennedy. It was those things that Trump would do at that time that just kind of, there were such, I don't know. There were such, there was bombastic that the Ted Cruz Kennedy assassination conspiracy, bringing Bill Clinton's paramours to the debate Remember that one when he did that? His paramours? Or, you know, his, his side pieces, whatever you Is want to call it. Is that what paramour? Yeah, means? right, paramour. Yeah. His booty calls? His booty calls, whatever. Yeah, paramour. Yeah, I'm trying to use a nice term for it, but. We got to dumb this down. From, for, <laughs> not for my audience, but for me. No, it's, uh, yeah, side pieces, his yeah. side women. Yeah, he brought, remember when he brought them to the debate? Oh, yeah. That, <laughs> and there was a, there was a, the camera caught Bill Looking straight ahead, but side eyeing really hard. Like, why are they here? Oh man! I mean, that was that was that was uh, it was, that was awesome. It was so funny. That whole campaign was just hilarious. And then, of course, then he attacked. I forget exactly what he said about Ted Cruz's wife. Do you remember what he said? I, I, I no, that eludes me. I, I I forgot all about that. My I had a buddy here who was a Ted Cruz guy during the primaries, mm-hmm. and. I even went and got a picture with him at, 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 at Barry's Fish House when he came. My to friends spoke. that did that too. I remember that. And, I mean, look, I liked, I'm going to be honest, before Trump, I, I, I was torn between uh, Ted Cruz and the black brain surgeon, oh, ben, ben Carson. Carson. I really liked Ben Carson. Remember what Trump called Ben Carson? It's like sweet old Ben Carson. He made him seem like he was this yeah. nice. And, you know, and, and that, that, that ended up working well for, uh, for him as he was made uh, the head of DHS, but he should have been the Surgeon General. Yeah. Like, well, I was a brain remember. surgeon, the head of DHS. I don't remember. I don't remember. Is he, uh, I don't, did he serve the whole... Term? Or not DHS Hood? Hood was I can't was remember. Hood. He, it was it was something not not health related. Yeah, I can't remember what he was. was that what? Okay, I have to look that up. But the um, then so Trump makes fun of Ted Cruz's wife, and then Ted Cruz gives this defense of her that I won't ever forget. Where he said, "Donald Trump, you keep Heidi's name out of your mouth," you know, and it just sounded so fake. Like yeah. he wasn't, you know, like he was just he's like, oh, I don't care. And then of course after Trump wins, he's. You know, I love you, Donald, and all this kind of stuff. Yeah, he had to do the he had to do the Donald uh, apology tour. He did for I mean, sure. You know, kind of, but that was something he did when he was um speaking in one of these hearings or whatever, uh-huh. and he just went scorched earth on some liberal, and I think he got most people back in the camp. I don't remember what it was, but it was more a viral moment. Was it? Okay. You know, maybe it was over transgender sports or Antifa or BLM. It was some some <clears throat> hot button topic. And he's a highly intelligent guy. He's super intelligent. I mean, most There's psychopaths no, are. Yeah, he's a, he was on Bill Maher the other night about a couple of weeks ago, actually. Yeah. It was interesting. I, the, so back during the 16 campaign, I read an article that he was a Supreme Court law clerk. Ted mm-hmm. Cruz was. And the justices at that time had to call the clerks into a meeting. And it was just a meeting to talk about to be nice to Ted because all the other law clerks hated him. 
<laughs> he was just a dis- detested guy, even among the law clerks. I still thought that we, Trump should have put him on the Supreme Court if he if he wanted it. He may not have wanted it. I, I still I, think I, he wants to be president. I, I mean, he's not that old. No. He, I, I do think he is a legit. I, I do believe him to be authentic in the sense that he is a conservative. Yeah, I mean, I think he is. I mean, you know, I think he's he'll be what you you know. I mean, I think he is conservative. I think he'll also do whatever he's got to do to be president. I mean, just like we were talking, you and I were talking about Lauren Boebert last night. Remember that conversation we mm-hmm. had, and about you know she's now switching districts in Colorado because she's got a better chance in the little bit the district's a little bit more Republican than the one she's in now. Yeah, and I'm just gonna say it. I don't like that. I just like my my tune has not changed on that. I've been a supporter of her, even through her shenanigans in the movie theater and everything else. Yeah. Like, you know what, again, personal life, I don't care, whatever, just vote the way you need to vote. And she she does. She I mean she votes straight down the MAGA line. Sure. But changing districts I it's not I don't live in Colorado. But if I'm in, let's just for the sake of arguing here, she's in District 2 now, and she's moving to District 3. Well, that's the equivalent of Michael Guest deciding to go run on the coast. Yeah. While he still lives in Rankin County. Or either, or he moved out of Rankin County to the coast during the middle of his term, which still shows disrespect. Mm-hmm. And I'm just using him as an exa- a local example for people to be able to understand the picture here. Right. And I, I, yeah, I, I don't like that. I mean, it's like you still got to represent the people at home. And then I wonder what the the time frame is to move. Also, what is that? It's like two years around here. You got like you got to live somewhere. Two years to to run. Yeah, I yeah. Can't, I can't remember what the you know. I guess she maybe it's in Colorado specific. I, I don't know. I'd have to look that up. I don't know what the uh, but whatever it is. I guess she's able to do it because this is twenty four is the her reelection year. Yeah, and then. So she lost that district to this guy named Adam Frisch by five hundred votes, the Democrat from Aspen, and now the Republican Party in that district, which so she she won, she won. Yeah, excuse me. Uh, and uh, my sister lives in that district, so I actually know a great deal about it. Stayed out there quite a bit. And uh, the Republican Party out there has put a um, has put up a new candidate that's I guess much more well liked, and that she knows primary. Yeah, this can primary, and that's going to beat her, and she knows that. So now she's going to the other district where there was a congressman named Ken Buck, and he's retiring from he's a Republican congressman. And he's retiring from Congress, and she's going to run. And there was a bunch of people running in that district, but she still thinks she's got a better shot. Feels like she has the name value. Yeah. I get it from a poker standpoint, mm-hmm. but it, it was like uh, you brought you mentioned this quote from Tucker Carlson to me the other day, mm-hmm. and you're like, man, Tucker's really, I'm really liking Tucker more than I ever have. And he said it was a quote that he had about people who seek power, mm-hmm. people people who are only politicians for power or evil, vile people, something to that extent. Yeah, that's what he said. Yeah. And that's what she's doing here. Yeah, She exactly. just wants to stay in power, and I find that evil and vile more so than, you know, pleasuring her boyfriend, her, her date in the movie theater, True. vaping, acting like a white trash Barbie doll. Yeah. You know, I, again, I don't bother. That that just stuff doesn't bother me. Mm-mm. But th- this does, because it just seems inauthentic. Exactly right. I mean, at least she's being authentic, being the yeah. white trash Barbie doll. Yeah. Like, that's that's who she is. And I mean, I think I think that's is who she is, which is fine. I'm going to against that. But the um, you know, if she really cared about her district where she's born and raised, heck, she's only like 35, I yeah. think. I mean, and I think she owned a, a restaurant out there, Shooters, she a bar, a bar, and okay, and um, you know, she barely won last time, but you know, she should try to double down and win the thing. But she's and it's, to do and that. it's not that the district. Okay, like we'll use me for example. There was no way I'm not running. A, I'm not going to be a politician in Rankin County either. But just for the sake of this conversation, never know, never know. Uh, Brandon Board of Supervisors, I'm, I'm coming. Board of Aldermen, I mean. Um, what, what gets me is I had 
if I ever if I had political aspirations as a conservative, I was never going to win a seat in Jackson, Mississippi. Right. Of course not. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I don't have the aspirations. I don't have that bond quite yet with Rankin County that it's my it's my it's where I live. Mm-hmm. It's not necessarily my hometown yet. Yeah. You know, and it, it it's getting there. I promise. But Jackson is still where I grew up. It's my hometown. Mm-hmm. No matter where I live, Jackson is still going to be my hometown. You're supposed to get into politics, especially locally, because you want to fix what you see wrong with your hometown. 100%. It yeah. would be very inauthentic of me to go out to Brandon and say, I'm going to fix Brandon. I don't think anything's wrong with Brandon. Right. You know what I'm or, or Pearl or wherever else. You know, I like they're, they're doing a well enough job out here. I can find something to nitpick about all the time. Mm-hmm. But overall, I moved here because they're doing a good job. I don't want to get involved in their local politics here. Sure, right. And then, like you said, you're just you're new to the area for two yeah. years. You know what I mean? And so that's kind of, you know, if I want to. I mean, you're right. You couldn't win in Jackson. There's no way. I mean, you could maybe if you lived in, you know, wanted to run for city council in Bellhaven and Fondren. Well, I don't know. Maybe you couldn't win that. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know? I mean, maybe people would do it for the, for the crap show factor. They might do it for that just to see what would happen. That, Man, would, that look, would be kind of fun. If I, if I ever get into politics, it's because I want to change something, not – not have power right and obviously I, I don't feel an urgency to change anything in Rankin County I mean again you can nitpick some things yeah there's one main thing but that's not something you can change exactly that's not, you know so uh, all right let's take a break real quick when we come back we're going to dive into Trump being taken off the ballot in Maine is this real is it a, just an attention seeking adventure uh is it legal we're going to dive into it with Sean when we come back on 103.9 FM WYAB Welcome back into the Clay Edwards Show out here on 103.9 FM, WYAB. This segment is going to be brought to you by our friends over at Reliable Rental Equipment. Guys, get over there, check them out today for all your equipment rental needs. Hey, you got a big Christmas tree? You need to take it down? Need to take the decorations off? How about go rent, rent a scissor lift or a boon lift? And, uh, man, get it knocked right on out. No sense of being on top of a shaky ladder. Gosh knows I don't want to be. And um, hey, taking your Christmas decorations down in general, man, I could definitely see where some uh, lifts from rental, reliable rental equipment could come into handy, come into play. Look, get out there, see them today for all your um, heavy equipment and light equipment rental needs. Need to rent a zero-turn mower? They got you. Need to buy one? They got you. Uh, you can also, of course, generators. Man, we're getting into the colder time of the year. We could get an ice storm. Do you want to be the family that doesn't have power on the street? Guys, do you want to be that husband that didn't buy a generator? No, you don't. Get over to Reliable Rental Equipment today. Rent or buy a generator. You got some outdoor lighting lighting needs, uh, working on a construction site, a job site, whatever it may be, uh, running out of daylight because it gets dark early now. Taylor Lighting Equipment, they got it for your, all your outdoor lighting needs. Diesel-powered, too, so you can be anywhere. Rollback Dumpsters. They got your rollback dumpsters. They also got your crew to fill them if you need them. So check them out. Of course, you know, they got skid steers, tractors, dozers, all that good stuff right there at Reliable Rental Equipment, as well as the Massimo side-by-sides and four-wheelers, American-made, American tough right there in Texas. That's Massimo side-by-sides and four-wheelers. You can shop them online at ReliableRentalEquipmentMS.com. All right, Sean. We were sitting around last night, I think about 6 o'clock or so. Yeah. And we got this breaking news. We're in a group text, and somebody sent a a thing saying that Trump had been put back on the ballot in Colorado. 
I'm trying to find that because I didn't know that was a legitimate website or not, and I couldn't find it anywhere else. Well, in the process, as I'm trying to confirm that, I get 50 notifications from every, every news site I follow, and Trump's been removed from the main ballot. I'm like, what in the world? I mean, so we should, it was just hair on fire for the next hour trying to get the details on this thing. And at, at the end of the day, uh, I think Sean and I finally had a conversation about 8 o'clock last night, 8.30, and uh, somebody had finally had a chance to read through this whole thing. Uh, I think Benny Johnson's the first place I saw it. And it says, but she, she basically puts her own ruling on ice pending yeah. The which so and it's nothing more than 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 an attention deal. Yeah, that's what it sounds like to me. I, I read I read the opinion after I talked to you. Yeah, and yeah, she says that she's holding it in abeyance or something like that until the U.S. Supreme Court rules on it. That's what she said, and I agree. Yeah, it's a, it's just a it seems like a total attention grab. I did go into this a little bit. So apparently, the difference between Colorado and Maine is the Secretary of State of Maine is empowered with like a quasi judicial role. Where that's the avenue to take someone off the ballot, not through the courts like it is in Colorado. So that was the difference between the two places. That's why that occurred just through her office. Yeah. What do you think about all this? It's crazy. I mean, it's crazy. You know, um, I don't, you know, I have the, I read about, I was reading this last night too. You know, obviously there's all these legal arguments about what section three does the presidency fall under that? Is it self-executing? Let's go back a little bit. Yep. From, from. From a Fourteenth Amendment, right? Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, section, three. section three, which is about uh, Confederate people, people who took and took part in insurrections, not being able to run for office, excluding president. Yeah, it was the Fourteenth, the Thirteenth, Fourteenth, and Fifteenth um, Amendment were passed po- called the Reconstruction Amendments, and they were passed after the Civil War. And the four- Section three of the Fourteenth Amendment bars people that were engaged in insurrection or rebellion, which were, were, was meant for the former Confederates. What and so. And um, there's issues with it, whether the presidency, because it references officers of the United States, and whether that's what they intended that the presidency well, be included in that. My understanding was that they didn't want, say, Alabama or Mississippi to send a senator mm-hmm. or a congressman that was with Confederate ties to to uh to, that, that to had DC. previously served already too. Yeah, that right? served, and and they said, well, the president and they and them not get it in like Ohio and New York, and them not be able to vote on that. Yeah, but they said, "Well, the president, you know, they get to vote on that, and if if, if the country says this is fine, then this is fine." Mm-hmm. That's one of the arguments that, like, it's not. There's actually like, two perspectives. One that's saying that the original intent of the Constitution was that the presidency or the amendment was that the presidency was not an office, and even under the at the ratification of the Constitution, that the presidency wasn't referred to as officer, that that was something meant for other like appointed positions, and then Russell for congressmen and senators. So that's one argument. The other argument that it is because it's called the Office of the Presidency, and that's mentioned. So anyway, there's a whole big thing about that. But the main thing to me, which is I find most interesting, is that, uh, yes, it doesn't say in Section 3 that you need some sort of adjudication that somebody's guilty of insurrection or rebellion, that they've tried to do this civilly in the past, or they did civilly after the Civil War. But to me, like what makes that different is they knew who the Confederates were. Like, that wasn't – they weren't guessing for the most part. I mean, they guessed a little bit. I guess somebody could have said I wasn't yeah. – I just was staying at home and I didn't fight or yeah. didn't support or whatever it was. Um, but here, you know, there's been no adjudication or whatever that that Donald Trump did anything yet. He's still cloaked in the presumption of innocence in my mind. So whether you think he did it or he didn't, 
you know, court needs to rule on that. Like, you know, this is not like the jury has found him guilty. First of all, he's not even charged with insurrection. He's charged with, I think, fraud against the United States and the Jack Smith indictments. So um, I think that now what we're having is with the Secretary of State here just summarily saying, you know, I find you guilty of insurrection or, you know, it's more probable or whatever. And I'm like, that's just insane to me that she can just summarily say that on her own. Like, I just think that, you know, you did it. <laughs> that's what they simply put it. I want you to have done it. Yeah, and I, you know, that's not, man, that's just, that's fundamentally unfair. I mean, you can't just, now, if this was, I, I said this last show when we talked about this, if he goes to trial and he's convicted, then you've got an argument for that. But there's been no conviction. I feel like this is almost like some guy on Twitter says, yeah, Trump did it. Okay, well, let's take him off the ballot. And, and you know, I just don't think that's, I mean, I know it's a little bit more in-depth. No, no, I'm just, I mean, you know, I'm just being, it, you know, yeah. but... But I think I feel like, and that's just you know that's unfair. And then I, I sent you a portion of that opinion that she wrote last night, where it talked about, well, the rules of evidence don't apply in administrative proceedings, hearsay, you know, irrelevant stuff. All this can come in and factor in. Well, I mean, that's a little. I, I understand that's the law there, but uh, but I still I think that we're dealing with an issue like this, and you're going to find, you know, you're going to just say he did it. There needs to be more than that in my mind, and um, and I think again, I think since this is another, um, this is a section that's not really been used because it was intended for the former Confederates. You know, this this is it's it's not something that a Secretary of State should just be able to say you're guilty and that's it and you're off the ballot. So what they're doing is to sum it up, what they're doing is they're trying to get the U.S. Supreme Court to rule on this, and that's what that's what's going to happen. And I assume the Supreme Court is going to say, you know. This is you know, reverse kick this back. I would be shocked otherwise. If you guys want to call in, 601-879-0002 is the phone line. 601-879-0002. The Guns and Gear text line, 769-241-1944. we got to take a break real quick. We ran over that first segment. We'll be right back with Sean Yorkron. Welcome back into the Clay Edwards Show. Here live with Sean Yorkron on 103.9 WYAB. Guys, I mentioned the Guns and Gear text line a minute ago. 769-241-1944. Be sure to get out to Guns and Gear this weekend. Get those end-of-the-year deals on all your firearms, ammunition, accessories, Cerakoting, gunsmithing, and more. And don't forget, they buy guns also. Located right there at Yandale Road on Highway 50. One North in Gluckstadt. Shop them online, gunsandgearms.com. Go find them on Facebook. Same thing, Guns and Gear. And uh, check out their deals of the day. They are very, very on top of it on social media. Facebook hasn't kicked them off for being a gun store yet, but they have put me on probation for sharing stuff from the gun store. <laughs> so crazy. Neither here nor there. Mm. Uh, support local. Check out Guns in Gear right there on 51 in Gluckstadt. Locally owned, locally operated. Good folks. You have my word on it. All right, let's take a phone call. Hey, you're on there. What's going on this morning? Hey, Chris. Uh, Wish y'all a happy New Year's early. You too. Appreciate it, brother. Happy New Year's. Good show yesterday. Uh, Give a shout out to uh, Acme Pizza Company. I tried one of those dynamite balls she'll brought out to me. Oh, yeah. They were good. Yeah, he came out and said, with me for a little bit, and I actually tried out Capitol Grill Saturday. My boy and I was looking somewhere to eat to serve steak, and everything was packed. We went by there, and it was good. And Where at? The atmosphere there. Where? Capitol Grill. Oh yeah, in Jackson. 
Yes, Jack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, Lance's place is great. Yeah, that's a great place. Uh, it, 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 I had to check it, check it out some more. Yeah, football games on everything. It's real, real good atmosphere. Oh yeah, Lot great. Crowd. Yeah, what else is going on, Chris? What you got planned? Oh, not much. Head, head down here to Utica. Been riding all over the state. Went to uh, Columbia yesterday. Just getting ready for the New Year's. Heck yeah! Hey, look, I'm a, I'm a. I'm going a, I'm to a, I'm a cut you loose, man. We're having some phone connection issues there. Yeah, yeah, I'm in but, a bad spot. That's right. I was like, what, what, yeah, I have a good one. Talk to hey, you later. Yep. Happy New Year, brother. Always good to hear from Chris and uh, get caught up there. All right, I'm going to headphones turn back up. All right, let's talk about Civil War. The song? Or? Uh, well, that's a great song. <laughs> it is a great song. You know, it was such a great song to when they played it live on the coast and they put the damn Ukraine flag up at the end of it. I'm like, first off, it ain't a Civil War. Mm-hmm. And please mm-hmm. keep the politics. Let's keep the politics and the and the rock and roll show separate. So GNR is uh, pro Ukraine. Oh yeah, yeah. Huh. It must be a deal with Live Nation with these big touring bands. They all have to be. You know, they don't. We can't have any conservatives on stage or anti. You know, whatever the thing is. Everybody, everybody has to agree to be a part of. The, be as angry about the thing, the current thing, as everybody else. You know, as, as many years as I've listened to Guns N' Roses, I honestly had no idea what their political opinion was about it. Did you before that? I did Axel because he was a big anti-Trump guy. And, you know, was he? Just couldn't keep his mouth shut, which I, I don't think he should keep his mouth shut. I mean, mm. in your personal business, on your personal social media, you do whatever you want because I'm going to, regardless of what my job is, mm-hmm. I'm going to give my dang opinions on politics. And I think everybody else should too. But when you do that, you do stand the chance of turning people off. But, you know, if you decide the risk is worth the reward, you know, I, I respect people. Even if I disagree with people, I do respect people who use their real names on social media and give their real opinions. Mm-hmm. You know, we've got too many people doing it anonymously now. Oh, I can't do it because of my job. Find another job. Stand up and be loud. I am so tired of people being scared to stand up. That's what's got us in this situation to begin with. It's people being scared, conservatives being scared to stand up because they're worried about cancel culture. Every now and then, you just got to roll the dice and let things fall where they may. It worked out for me. I mean, short term anyway. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, I did, like I said, I, I guess from the 90s, I didn't remember. I mean, I was probably, I mean, I was paying attention a little bit, but I just don't remember, you know. I guess, you know, then artists were, they would, they would have political stances, right? I remember they used to do, like, you know, things about, HIV and AIDS. Remember yeah, that? USA was, for Africa. Yeah, like Farm Aid. Farm Aid, right. Like yeah. yeah, that's what I remember. I don't remember. Um, I'm sure they endorsed political candidates back then. I just don't recall it. Well, you, first off, at 12, 13 years old, I didn't care. Yeah. 15 years old, whatever. I, I you know, I didn't care. I was no worse for the wear. Oh, there was Rock the Vote. Remember that? Oh, yeah. That was around back then. Oh, yeah, and then you got Puff Daddies later on, a voter die campaign. And, uh, you know, all this was... To motivate what they hope to be young Democrats to get out and vote. Yeah. Once you get old enough to realize that. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. That's what they, they were doing at the time. But of course, I think you know the Democrats of the '90s and now is quite a different thing too. And now it's like instead of rage against the machine, it's rage for the machine. <laughs> it just doesn't make any sense. Yeah, to that's kind of true. It's kind of <laughs> true. All right. <laughs> Back to speaking of raging with the machine. I think th- we're inching closer and closer towards civil war. Well, I think what you said last night, I thought about it this morning. You know, all this is going to do is have some dude is going to get angry and do something. Some some McVeigh type character. Yeah. I mean, I just, because this is going to, 
because it, it just there's no way to there's no way to couch this and put it simply. I mean, it just looks really, really unfair. And like that's it. We're gonna do whatever we want. We don't care what you think. And that's gonna. I mean, that's just gonna make somebody. I mean, every, it makes people mad. But I'm talking about the person that like you're talking about, like the McVeigh guy. Like he's got now he's got a reason. He's like, well, the government's taking away my right to vote for who I want to vote for. And they're just doing it because summarily because they can. And you know, you brought up last night. Maine is not as cut and dry blue state as we may think it is. Because they, they have a split electoral. They do deal there. So Trump still got an electoral vote from there in twenty twenty. Yeah, he will. He get he won. Yeah, he won one electoral vote. I think Joe Biden got three. It's got four electoral votes, if I'm not mistaken. And it's like Nebraska. Nebraska's got the same kind of system. And there it flipped. Trump got the most of the votes there, and Biden got one from that Omaha district. Yeah. And so yeah, he would he got one electoral vote from there because a lot of Maine is a rural state for the most part. I think there's only like one or two, you know, decent sized cities there. And um, and yeah, so it was. Uh, but I think uh, if I'm reading this correctly, last night, I think Biden did win the state overall by about nine points, but Hillary Clinton only won it by three points in sixteen. I think that's right. But still, Trump would did get it was assigned an electoral vote for that area, um, and you know that northeast corridor there is not like I wouldn't call it Clay like this like it's not like we were talking about Oregon last night where you got Portland and it's so liberal out there. Maine is not necessarily like this huge liberal bastion. I mean, like that whole what is it New Hampshire uh, slogan is like "Live free or die." They're real mm-hmm. like individualist kind of people. Like yeah. it's it's a different. Kind of thing. Very true to the seventy sixers. Yeah, I mean, they're just like yeah. it's a different kind of group of, of folks up there. Uh, and we like last time you and I had this. You you coined that phrase. I thought it was great. We were talking about Colorado, and you said they're cowboy conservatives out there. And I think that's true. Like because I was saying that when I was standing there for a couple months, they're conservative in that part of Colorado, at least Western Colorado. And it's, but I said the way I put it here is I said they're different than Southern conservatives. They're not Jesusy conservatives, you know. They're not religious conservatives. They're and you you, you said cowboy conservatives. I was like that's a good way to put it. They're like leave me alone and yeah. I want my gun. I don't want to be messed with me kind of conservatives. Yeah, I mean because I think there's a difference. There's a, there's your MAGA conservative, mm-hmm. which is I mean frontline America first, doing what I'm doing, you know, and people like me and yeah. you know like minded individuals who want to be loud and proud and heard. Mm-hmm. You know, we're going to be the antithesis to the far left. Yeah, you know, and then you have. Your country club conservatives, who are your donor class, mm-hmm. in my opinion, and uh, you know they 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 they're just going to vote for the the machine, you know they, the Nikki Haley, right? Is yeah, your Nikki Haley, Mitt Romney, or whatever. Yeah, you know, your big donors in Mississippi, yeah. stuff like that. Uh, then you have your um, your what I these other, yeah, these other people too. I mean, it's just, it's not as little of an umbrella as we pretend it is. I know people say it's the, the Republicans are the big tent party, but I just think there's different kind of conservatives. Then you got the conservative people that just know, I'm going to vote for Trump. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't get into all that stuff, but I'm going to vote for Trump because he's a Republican. There's people who just vote Republican because yeah, that's the way. And the same thing on the Democrat side. There's people, they just go vote Democrat because that's the way they're... It's Republicans we love to talk about. Democrats just only vote Democrat. They're leaving too much on the table. Republicans do that too. Yeah, everybody does that. I think they're everybody's in their on their team. And then there's the evangelical conservatives. Yep. You, know, you have those that group, and uh, that's you know the way we were talking about last night. That's just different than like the Colorado group, and I think even the main group of conservatives out there. So yes, yeah, so everybody's saying like the, the cowboy conservatives right now out there, the former conservatives, however you want to say it, in Colorado are are upset because the Denver liberals are trying to allow wolves back into, <laughs> and they're trying to uh, eliminate beef and. Put, you know, eliminate the beef industry. It's just complete nonsense. I, there's this entire somebody just all, Aubrey just texted in on the Guns of Your Text line and said, you know, we're in a cold civil war now. And I think I actually said that the other day too. Yeah. I think we are in a cold civil war. I think it gets hot after November fifth, sixth, seventh, whenever the election is. 
in 24. Yeah, I mean, I hope not, obviously, because this is, you know, we, last night you and I were talking about all these different scenarios that could play out here. And it could also happen in the summer, too. I didn't mean to interrupt you, but it could happen mm-hmm. in the summer, too. I and mean, that's when the, all this stuff really seems to pop off is when it's hot outside. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because, I mean, just like, and we talk about this on every show, if Trump gets convicted, half the country's going to be mad, half the country's going to be happy, vice versa, same thing. You know, whoever wins the election, no one's going to accept it. I mean, no one's going to, everybody's going to, either side's going to say it's rigged. And it's, I mean, it's, it's like a no-win situation. And then, um, then the scenario that I thought was really interesting, we were talking about, like, what if Trump, and it doesn't look like this is going to happen, but what if Trump does not get the nomination, that Nikki Haley gets it, that we don't even get to a general election with Donald Trump? We, because, I mean, now uh, the polls are, Nikki Haley is at about 30% in New Hampshire, which is the second primary. So I, mean, I don't think she's going to. I think Trump is going to get it. That's not what I'm saying. But just for the sake of the discussion. No, it's, what, it, yeah. it's, it'll be rigged. She ain't getting it. I don't think she is either. I mean, I don't think if she either. wins a state, I mean, it ain't. Right. But then the next primary is, is South Carolina, which she's down pretty big in South Carolina. So she's probably not going to win there. But it's her home state. I mean, yeah. I'm just saying for the sake of argument, what happens if she actually surges and pulls it out? Right, I hold, mean, hold that thought. Let's hear a call real quick. Hey, caller, you got about a minute. Yeah, I was this, this time, and I was wondering about with Nikki Haley, and I remember when you first started, Clay, you used to have them guys on there from the Confederate Sons of Confederate Veterans. I've never never had them on here. Yeah, they had the book. They got the store in the Florida. Yep, that wasn't they me. They got their own Confederate book. Yep, I, I know them. I'm just saying that that wasn't me. Yeah, you, they didn't used to be on your show? Nope. Or you didn't used to be on their show on WYAB? Nope, not even once. Yeah, yeah, you and uh, I've got the other guy name when you first started with WYAB. Used to interview those guys all the time. No, I didn't. James, I, I believe, I believe Jameson. I believe Jameson did. I'm just telling you, I didn't. I know him, you know. But I'm just saying, yeah, I, you, I've you, never you interviewed. Been him. on a show with them before, but what I'm trying, what I'm trying to get at, that's what I used to call and debate them guys about. What was the Civil War about? And now here you go, white people, all of them saying, oh, it was about slavery. When, 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 when they put fire on them, it was about slavery. The Confederate Sons, the Confederate Veterans say in their book, and they say they got the fact that it wasn't about slavery. Now, are you, we're running out of time here. You're, you're, getting, you're getting to the point about Nikki Haley yeah, not was, saying it was about. With Dixon. You remember Dixon? Yes. Uh, I, yeah, just, I did some on, shows with Kim Wade and Dixon, Dixon, but I never did a show with those you, guys. Dixon, you, yes, you did. You and Dixon. Before you started recording, you, Dixon. And the Sons of Confederate Veterans were advertising their book on WYAB very heavily. Thomas, I know who I, I, I If I interviewed him, I would just say I interviewed him. Clay, too many beers, too many drugs. You can't remember nothing. I remember everything. Bye, Thomas. Let's oh, take that, a break. that was Thomas, okay. Yeah, let's take a break. We'll be right back. Welcome back into the Clay Edwards Show. Guys, we only got about a minute before the top of the hour break. Uh, hated to cut Thomas off. He was making so much sense. But, I, <laughs> I, again, he he's drunk, and he has me confused with somebody else's show. I ain't got no problem. I like the folks down there that run the flag store and the, the bookstore and all that. I ain't got no problem with them at all. I just know that I never interviewed them. First time I met the guy was at the Civil War Relic show. Yeah. And we never came. he never came on my show. But that, that's fine. It's neither here nor there. Uh, we know what the Civil War was about. It was about states' rights. 
Well, I mean, I'm going to, I'll disagree. I think it was about slavery and it's in the document. It's in the document. Uh, It's in our succession document. I'm being facetious. I know, I know, I know. Uh, Reagan says on the Guns and Gear text line, the Civil War was about more than slavery. That's the best way to say it. Fact is, it was also about states' rights. Uh, This is the subject much larger than slavery. Slavery was the issue that burned the division of the states' rights versus federal government constitutional authority. Fact. Facts are not subject to passions preferences and political positions yeah i mean look i don't want to pretend that i'm a uh, civil war historian mm-hmm. you know i know what i was taught in school i haven't peeled the onion back much further than that I-, I know it's always about more than just the surface issue and uh the victor writes the history as well so yeah all right we gotta take our break we'll be back in <laughs> seven minutes we're gonna uh, carry this topic on and get into the worst of jackson 2023 Welcome back in. It's hour two of the Free Range Human Show Choice, your daily dose of reality radio, your last dose of reality radio from the Clay Edwards show anyway, till next year. I will be off Monday, going to take New Year's Day off, and we'll be back at it. All gas, no brakes for the last year of the world. I imagine it's going to end in, in 24, so we're going to enjoy it. We're going to go out with a bang. Uh, we got a front row seat to the end of of our democracy democrats have been screaming uh democracy dies in darkness they're just killing it slap dab in the middle of the day now and we have a front row seat for it throughout the next year oh this segment is going to be brought to you i want to make sure i mention this guy's lakeland glass and 10 i've been pushing them hard this week i think today's gonna be your last day to get your gift certificates for 50 or to get your job work done for 50 percent off ceramic coatings 50 percent off most ceramic coating jobs you know run 14 1500 bucks or so you know every, they got different levels there but just say on average probably about 14 1500 bucks you get half off that i mean you're saving big money here go get two done get you get your husband and wife's uh car done for the price of one basically uh can't beat it get out there get that taken care of today you want window tint? Not interested in ceramic coating? Already got ceramic coating. How about get some ceramic window tint? It'll be summer before you know it here. We'll be screaming about how hot it is. Ceramic coating legitimately keeps the heat out of the vehicle. It is the highest, highest technology in window tint available. And they're going they're doing forty percent off on window tint uh through today, I believe. And then of course, PPF, that's paint protection film, your vehicle wraps. 30% off of that. I don't know if that includes custom artwork and all that stuff, or it's just, you know, however, you'll have to get with them on the, the details of that. But check them out online. Get your quote online, lakelandglassintent.com, or give them a call today, 601-946-1000, where quality matters. Lakeland Glass Intent. Sean, let's hit a few texts on the <clears throat> Guns and Gear text line. Sure. Because uh, you get into the Civil War, and I, and, and I do, I, I want to continue this topic a little bit. Because it's too complex to just stop it. Okay. You, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I think we need to let it breathe a little bit. You want to talk about Planet Fitness yet? No, that's good <laughs> stuff. We, we'll definitely get into that. Uh, I, I want to read a few of these texts, just clean it up. Because when my listeners uh, take the time to text, I like to take the time to read them. Uh, Reagan can kind of continuing off his last text about the Civil War. says it's not rocket science. The words say it all. United States. The Constitution defined narrowly the powers of the federal government, all other powers were bestowed on the states, empowered by the state's citizens. 
The states have been continually losing power ever since Reconstruction. Don't get me wrong, slavery was a great evil, but let us not pretend that our country today is in an extra, extrapolation of the spirit of the great document. And I blame both political parties and the people hell-bent on making someone else responsible for my responsibilities. Yeah. yeah I mean, look, it, again, it's a complex issue. I, yes, at the end of the day, it's about slavery. Sean, you have the uh, you have the, the <clears throat> succession document? Yeah. Pull it up I there. mean, in the uh, second par- paragraph, it says, <clears throat> excuse me, our position is thoroughly identified with the institution of slavery, the greatest material interest of the world. Its labors and supplies, the product which constitutes the, by far the largest and most important portions of commerce on the earth. These products are peculiar to the climate verging on the tropical regions. None but the black race can bear exposure to the tropical sun. So, I mean, it's a, it's, it's a second. Actually, it's not even a paragraph. It's like the second sentence. Yeah. So, I mean, that's what they're saying, why they were succeeding. And that's a Mississippi succession document. So. Yeah. And, and, and why the Civil War is being brought up, you know, because everything's about race nowadays. You can't have a conversation. But uh, Nikki Haley, in a speech the other night, I guess, uh, was talking about got, the Civil War got brought up. And she did not include it being about slavery. Right. I, look, I, I am not one to wave the flag for Nikki Haley. I think she's an evil, vile, lizard person, just like Gavin Newsom. But I, I, I don't think there was ill intent in this. That there was more context to the to the conversation than do you think the Civil War was about slavery? It, that wasn't. That's not how it was contextualized. It was uh, talking about state. You know, it was a conversation about states' rights. Yeah, I think so. And all this other stuff. Yeah. And <clears throat> I mean, I don't know why we had to pretend. That that's not also a part of it. Just because slavery was a part of it, that doesn't mean there wasn't other pieces to this puzzle as well. Yeah, yeah, of course, there was definitely other parts of it. I mean, slave, slavery was the primary thing, but there were other things. Like you know, I think Reagan can kind of pointed some of that out too. But the um, you know, I think and Nikki didn't she apologize? She just said, "Hey, look, that's not what I meant." I don't think Nikki Haley sitting there saying slavery was not a part of this or or the primary factor. Yeah, man, yeah. we've reached this point where everybody is so hypersensitive about race. And, and, and typically, the folks who are the most hypersensitive about it are the biggest racists in the bunch. So I, I find it almost kind of comical here. It's like, which can we take something and have a conversation about it without it being about race? Yeah, I, I, I'm really, really fed up with it. Um, Kim Wade just sent me a video about you know somebody, a, a black guy, I think getting pulled over and showing his butt, and it's just this post George Floyd, um, black man can do no wrong type mentality i i get tagged on in these twitter posts all the time about you know like anytime somebody does something anytime somebody white does something to somebody black it absolutely 100 percent can only be because of racism uh some politician in houston was getting chewed out by a white guy being a, accused of stealing money well i i, I, chew, I chew a black politician out in jackson every day chocolate into Lumumba because my assumptions are allegedly you know he is running a racket yeah i, I don't think that that makes me a racist for calling out, I think I'm doing the people of Jackson, whether they realize it or not, a good deed by trying to hold this man accountable, and not yeah. just him, the entire city council. Yeah, and it's not; it doesn't have anything to do with that he's black. I mean, nothing. He's he's incompetent. Now he, make, he makes everything about his blackness, mm-hmm. but I don't. I don't. You know, he just happens to be black. Mm-hmm. But I will say this: when you constantly tell me everything uh, good and bad that's happened in your life happened because you're black, I mean, don't be mad if I have some questions about it. You know, don't be mad if I bring that back up. Yeah, I mean, he's a, it, you know, his performance has nothing to do with his race. 
his performance in office. That's not, I mean, and I think across it, I think it's black and white folks look at look at him and they're they're seeing through the guise of it what he's trying to do. Mm-hmm. I mean, because I, I talk to you know I live in Jackson, everybody I talk to everybody all the time, and, and no one I've not met encountered anybody that's like, man, he's just doing a great job. He's not pulling the wool over most people's eyes, is my point, black or white. Like mm-hmm. I don't think he's. I mean, how can you think about it, Clay? I mean, you didn't have trash pickup for a long time. You uh, the traffic lights don't work. The the water crisis was a year ago. I mean, there's been a there's not been one positive thing that he's done. And I think I mean you've got to be sitting. You have to be so biased for him to not accept that. Like you just got to be, be on the so, payroll. You get me on the payroll, or you're just you're just you're just dug in. He's the greatest because to just not see what a mess it's been and not and agreed that it has nothing to do with race or what you know that he's black or whatever it is it's the fact that he's not, he's not competent and i think black and white folks all see that and, and i don't see how i i'd like someone to i'd like someone to call in one day and argue the opposing view of this cuz i have not heard it have you ever heard that like who's saying he's doing a great job no i i have not heard the oppo- i see it online every now and then you know from random you know what i call affiliated people mm-hmm. you know but other, otherwise, no. You know, we did get into it last year, uh, or twenty last uh, election he had twenty one, maybe. Yeah, twenty one. Yeah, it's always the year after the presidential, uh, and he got reelected, and I, you know, I sit here and chewed people out about the margin he won by. Mm-hmm. I'm like, who? What are y'all doing? There wasn't another. Uh, there wasn't another worthy candidate. I, I would, I would say that anything was an improvement. He gave you four years to show you how incompetent he was. And man, then the water crisis happens. Yeah. Then the garbage crisis, and these are self-inflicted gunshot wounds, by the way. Sure. Over the garbage crisis, one hundred percent. That's self-inflicted gunshot wound. the The water crisis, as that onion got peeled back, you realize it was way more of a self-inflicted gunshot wound than it was a infrastructural issue. Mm-hmm. Now the infrastructure stuff's going to happen. We understand the pipes. Yeah. And that, and and all that good jazz. But when you are not properly maintenancing and operating your your water pump facility, right? That that's self inflicted, and and it came out that he didn't do that. That they that the administration completely failed on that. Yeah, and then that that story took a long time, if you notice, to come out. Now Kingfish did a really good job on that. I remember at the time he did phenomenal. But it took a while. Sean <clears throat> dying on the stage. Yeah, sorry, I've been sick on. all week, everybody. <laughs> it's bad. I hope we don't bring them cooties over here. I was sick last New Year's Eve. I don't want to be sick this one too. Man, I was I was dying on Christmas Day. It was terrible. Everybody I know is getting sick. They've got COVID or the flu. <laughs> All right, continuing. And then they found a way to somehow try to pivot their incompetence and try to pin it on the state. Yeah. And there's still a bunch of brainwashed people because I see them in my comments that blame Jackson's problems on the state and racism and that the state is taking the money, the tax money that Jackson generates and giving it to other cities. Mm-hmm. I, 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 where Jack's JPS students get more per head than any other J, Jackson public schools gets more per head than any other district in the state. They've had to, why our property taxes are so high Jackson. I mean, yeah. Why are tags so high? You know, you know what? It, that's, that's County stuff. Mm hmm. That's that's not state, but a lot of these renters don't understand, you know, that because they don't have to write a tax check, you know, because the landlord does it, you know, how all that works. But <clears throat> then you got I, I just don't understand how we sit here and with a straight face blame Jackson's problems on the 
the state are on the lack of, I'm just going to say it, white people. You know, if, if it, when, the, when we leave Jackson, you tell us it's white flight. If we try to come back, then it's gentrification. And also, we were talking this last night. Remember the um, if the we we're talking about the murder, murder rate, <clears throat> and if um, if the Capitol Police had not come in, and Bell Haven's crime rate in Fonders was continuing in the direction that was continuing in 2021. Because I remember there was even back then two carjackings in front of my house. I've mentioned that several times. One of my best friends' house, his roommate got carjacked in the middle of the day. It was there was a delivery driver that was murdered, and you and I were talking about this how like if that trend had continued in those neighborhoods. Where there's usually, you know, there's not really many murders. There was one. If you got up to 10 murders in, let's say, Bellhaven and Fondren, I think those neighborhoods would be abandoned. But, I mean, or because it was heading in that direction. It would look like your, a scene from The Walking Dead. Yeah. I mean, because people were talking about it in all the group threads back then, how bad it was. Maybe we need to move. It's time to go. All that kind of stuff. And that was just at that level. Now, what it would be two years later or two and a half years later could be, I mean, you'd, you'd see those things just evaporate. And even so much work, I remember when the Allens got robbed on, on Halloween, mm-hmm. Kenny Stokes came out and said it. He said, we, can, we can't, the, the, we've got to stop this. Like, be, you know, people are going to move. These neighborhoods are going to be abandoned. And that's exactly what would happen if you got to that point. I think we'd almost be at that critical mass point two years later if the state, had, and I'm using this as a state hadn't stepped in and done something because it was getting to the, it was getting, like, it was the Wild West. Yeah, and you had clowns like Polo uh, speaking on what I believe allegedly on behalf of the mayor putting the putting out what they wanted to put out, and you know, and I believe ca- they called Megan some nasty stuff. Yeah, I saw all that. You right. know, uh, basically said this. You know, this wouldn't even be a conversation if she wasn't white, and you know, just called her a bunch of nasty names. Even a, said that made an accusation that it might not have even happened. I saw that too. You know, just like well, why would they lie? What's the upside to lying? Yeah, I know both of them. They they wouldn't. I mean, they're not going to lie about something like that. Megan West doesn't come across as somebody, or Megan Allen, however you want to say it, doesn't come across to me as somebody who needs to play damsel in distress, who needs attention. You know, it's just, it, it, there was no upside for it. She didn't make it about her. Yeah, I mean, it's not like she wanted or, or Matt or her wanted you know, the neighborhood to be known for crime and getting your kids robbed on Halloween. Yep. Like, nobody wants that. It's just a horrible, that's a, that's a negative impact on where they live, too, because they've got a house right there. So, I mean, they, they, that hurts their property values. Just like me talking about my burglary a week ago. You know, I mean, it's just, this is what happened. I mean, yeah. it, it is what, it's not that, it's not good for the neighborhood. I get it. But what's really not good for the neighborhood is people ignoring the issue, which I think you see a lot of that. Not in my neighborhood, but like, Citywide, the mayor, for instance, wants to just pretend like it's not happening. And the state, thankfully, saw that and said, we got to do something. We're going to lose the city. We're going to, I mean, that's what was going to happen. Yeah. We're headed in that direction. So um, uh, the, the city's lost, but they've carved out a safe zone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Quasi safe zone. The city's lost. And I find, like, you know, if um, they wanted to expand the Capitol Police to the entire city. I think that's a great idea, by the way. 100% do that. Let's save the entire city. Because I, you know, I hate the argument like, oh, well, it's just saving that portion of the city, which is predominantly white or 50-50, whatever the number. I looked at the numbers a long ago. Yeah. Fine. Let's make it the entire city. And let's save the entire city. Let's. I mean, I don't want people in West Jackson getting robbed either or murdered. I mean, I'm sure, you know, I think that would be a great thing if they actually would have the resources to do that and properly police the entire – not that JPD is doing a good job now that Chief Wade's been in charge, so I'm not, you know, taking away from them. But the more help, the better to get this thing, the ship right. Yep. Let's take a break. Come back. This is the Clay Show with Sean Yurkaran. We've jumped down a rabbit hole of uh, 
Jackson having to be saved by the state. The Republicans had to come save the Democrats from their own disaster. We'll be right back. Great. Welcome back into the Clay Edwards Show. Hey, guys, A1 Gear and Auto. They're going to take care of all of your automotive repair needs. They're going to specialize, or they specialize in your ring and pinion. But, hey, look, anything from your check engine light to your brakes needing repaired and everything else in between, they got you covered at A1 Gear and Auto. I've been using them personally now for a year for all of my repairs, my kids' repairs, my friends' repairs, anybody that will listen to me. Uh, believe it or not, I've got friends that don't listen to the Clay Edwards show and they'll call me and be like, Hey man, you know, a good mechanic. I know you're in the car business. I'm like, as a matter of fact, I do a one gear and auto located right there on highway 49 South in Florence. Uh, if you're heading South on 49, you pass, uh, go through rich land, pass Tom's fried pies, all that good stuff there. And it's going to be a little bit further down right there on your right. If you're going to Gunter road, you're going too far. You can't miss them, though. Big white building, big red sign on that white building. A1 Gear and Auto. They can do everything except work on diesel engines. They can work on your diesel truck, just not the engine. Uh, you know, they, what I like about doing business with Justin, if it's something that he gets into and he realizes that you're going to need a quote-unquote a specialist, you know, he's going to get you sent over to the specialist, give you a good referral, like a doctor does, you know, like a general practitioner, uh, if there's something that, you know, you're having some heart issues or something, they, uh, they'll refer you to a specialist. Same thing here with A1 Guaranado. He's not going to be one of these guys that's so money hungry that he tries to do something he's not comfortable doing and then you have a problem. I think that is a well, that says a lot about a guy in that position. They're going to get it diagnosed right the first time. It's so important. And they're going to get it worked on and, and get it back running in a timely manner. You know, not at their own – I just guess I'm saying, man, they're just very responsible. You, they're going to do good business with you. Everybody I've sent over there has been extremely happy. I hope you don't have any automobile problems. But if you do, take it over to A1 Gear and Auto. Uh, they're looking forward to a big 2024 over there. Everybody's going to need to get their vehicles uh, nice and running good for the end of the world. <laughs> as we get as we get ready for Civil War, everybody's going to have to fortify their vehicles. Now, did they, Sean, what did they ever do with the Killdozer? Did they dismantle that thing? You think I can buy it? Maybe so. I don't know. I have no idea. I need a killdozer. Killdozer? Yeah. I, I mean, I may need one where I live. Just put it. Oh, oh yeah, definitely. I, need a yeah, I don't necessarily need it to kill people, but definitely to prevent from being killed, I can go go into places. It may be a vehicle that I feel safe enough to stop at a Jackson gas station in. <laughs> now they have to bring my stuff out to me. Once you get out of it, it's fair game. You know, over the years, what I've done with the Jackson gas stations, there's Specific ones I feel safe going to, and I always, you know, now I know the guys that work there so well because I go stop in every day, and you're like, I know I'm okay at this gas station, mm-hmm. particularly the one on State Street right in front of Kiefer's. That's like my go-to because usually that place is run really well, and and I don't ever feel like I'm gonna get robbed there. <laughs> so, right, uh, Myram on the Guns of Gear text line says that the Killdozer is in a museum. I think I saw that. What kind of museum would that be in? Is that like the same one like these in places like? Um, Pigeon Forge, where like these famous vehicles end up. Like I know OJ's Bronco is, in, is sitting in a museum in Pigeon Forge. Is it really? Yeah, of all places. Oh, that's strange. I know. I mean, I figured there'd be like a Los Angeles somewhere. Like, yeah, I watched some weird documentary about uh, artifacts and weird mm-hmm. things. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was called Weird America or something on History Channel that's Discovery, strange. something like that. And one of the segments was about OJ's Bronco being in Pigeon Forge, Tennessee. That's 
Right, what, next to the Dukes of Hazard Museum? Because isn't that there, too? That's probably, I remember going there one time. So. Probably so. Uh, some more text here. David says, what's new for 2024 show? And will Sean start wearing his Trump T-shirt in public and stop wearing it under his dress shirt? <laughs> oh, yeah, that, that's uh, well, all that's on deck. He's got a, a new Clyde, which Fafo shirt coming, which is really like the Jackson version of the MAGA shirt. Uh, Lost Sheep. Says, I'm sure it's a state issue, but all through Jackson and on interstates, why do 90% of the lights not work and why can't we get that fixed? <laughs> this has been a hot topic. It's been, yeah, it's uh, talk about the street lights or the interstate lights? Uh, the interstate lights. Well, that's because that copper issue yeah. that they keep pulling it under the, you know. Yeah, look, man, that it, and it's always an issue like this time of year because it's dark in the mornings and at night when you're driving. Mm-hmm. You know, so like most people, or I mean, driving to work, you go to work early, and definitely driving home, you're driving in the absolute pitch black darkness. Yeah, I mean, it's it's legitimately a, a safety hazard. If you break down in one of those areas, especially that I twenty fifty five corridor, yeah, from McDowell yeah. Road to the stack to two twenty, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, sure. That whole corridor there. If you if you break down, end up on the side of the road, or God forbid, there's an accident there, you can't see it. No, can't. I mean, and then another car just come in and plow through it. Um, yep. On that topic, real quick, and guys, look, it's the last show of the year. We're having a little fun today, so bear with us here. I think this is when I think this is when this show is at its best when we jump around a bunch of different topics. I saw, you know, we love to stereotype people on this show too. Um, Particularly, uh, a lot of Dodge Charger drivers are very bad drivers. It's facts. It's facts. I bet the insurance uh, data would back that up. That Nissan Altimus. A a kid. Th- have you seen this hit and run thing? Yeah, I did. So I haven't. I, 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 I have not had that countered as a homicide. I think that would actually make Jackson's hundred and seventeenth okay. homicide because that would qualify as a homicide, a hit and run. Yeah, it could be. Okay. So this this kid who got a. Do what? Unintentional. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if you run, it becomes intentional pretty quick, doesn't mm-hmm. it? Uh, I mean, it's, yeah, right. It could be so, well, I'm, you know, depraved heart murder or something. I don't know. I'd have to look at what the facts line it were, but sure. Yeah. So Christmas Eve, 17 year old, um, I'm going to do what, what, what they do all the time and mention race. A 17 year old white kid was, uh, was run over by a Dodge Charger. A white Dodge Charger. Oh, okay, that's right. The kid that was going to get his just got a GD or something. I read it briefly. Well, I don't know about that part, but he was going hunting and or just they, gotten his GD. And their car had broke down, mm-hmm. and they were pushing it. You know, like Beasley and Atkins. yeah, Beasley. They got on the front of the road because the car they got off there at that exit because the car mm-hmm. broke down. Yeah, that's such a dangerous area. Apparently, a lot of people get hit over there. It seems yeah. like. I mean, I'll be honest. Before I actually saw the whole story, I saw that they showed that intersection on the news and said mm-hmm. he got ran over. I'm like. If he was over in that area, it's probably up to no good. Yeah. But then I heard that it was the car broke down, and they were pushing it and got mm-hmm. and got uh, got ran over and you know, did enough damage that it killed the kid, and the car yeah. kept going. I guess that tells you chargers are built tough. They can yeah. rear-end cars and kill people, and they just keep on going down the road. Mm-hmm. But anyway, I say I bring this up because it just talks a lot about the soul of the city or lack thereof. And yeah. I, I, you have a major intersection there yeah, with no one. law enforcement mm-hmm. there. With, with all the problems that intersection has, those crack whore hotels over there, mm-hmm. um, all the vagrants walking up and down the street. You just built a new truck stop right there. You know, truck stops bring a lot of yeah. transient type trash to them. <laughs> sure, I mean, I think we can just, we can all agree on that. Uh, yeah. You don't want to <laughs> I mean, let's just be honest. You don't want a Jasco or a truck stop in your neighborhood. No, and 
So it just brings a lot of trash there, regardless of how nice the store is. Yeah. You know, I don't want a Bucky's in my neighborhood. It's, <laughs> and they're the nicest gas stations in the world. Well, I take a Bucky's because they're not truck stops. Yeah. But I digress. Um, it, it just says a lot about the city that somebody's so depraved that they can run over and kill somebody and leave. And you know what it was? Because if it was a normal person, they'd have just stopped and ate that, mm. ate that, that issue. But you got somebody that was either high, high, or drunk. high drunk, or had a warrant. Oh yeah, sure. Or st- stolen car. Yeah, because you and I are driving down the road. We hit somebody. We're going to stop and make sure they're okay and figure out what's going on. Mm-hmm. I mean, but if you're, you know, if you're drunk or high, you're probably not going to do that. No, no. Uh, it should make it an aggravated DUI in that situation, obviously. Yes, and at least the family's aware. And the Hines County Corner didn't get involved, and then just think their family member was missing. For <laughs> yeah, apparently, that's been a problem this year. Three hundred and thirty people in the last ten years or so. Yeah. Now, it's, that's not to say that people haven't been identified, and that's where they, some people just can't afford a funeral, and that's where right. it ends up. So, in all fairness, uh, all right, shift let's shift gears to the corner thing. Mm-hmm. Hines County's or Jackson's hundred and sixteenth. Assuming this is one sixteen hundred and seventeenth homicide. Yeah. Happened yesterday. A guy got shot down on West Ridgeway Street. I think it's mm-hmm. out in North Jackson. Yeah. Gunned down in the middle of the street. Uh, 46, 47-year-old man. Earl Ford, I think is what his name was. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I saw where Hines County Corner was on the scene. And they went on and identified the guy's name in the uh, story. Okay. And I was like, well, I, I sure hope the corner follows through and you know, lets the family know. Uh, and not just hope they found out on the news. Every time I see Sharon Grisham Stewart involved in anything now, I just think, is there a worse corner in the state? Yeah. Why are are all the worst versions of a politician in Hines County? You have the worst board of supervisors. You have the worst mayor in the country in Chakwe and Tarlamumba in Jackson, which is Hines County. You have a coroner that doesn't feel like she even needs to notify uh, dead people's next to kin after she's she's verified their identity. Yeah. And I'm sure we can find some other positions that are held by the worst of that in the state. Public works director. Yeah, who's a pimp. Right? Yeah. He's a pimp. I mean, we've got a great sheriff, and we've got some good circuit judges, too, so I will say that. Absolutely. I mean, Thank you um, for mentioning that. But, yeah, the um, – yeah, the, the, the I forgot about the, the – we were talking about the pimp, right? What could Chokeway do to mess up 2024 more you know, and, than and, done? And from what I could tell, he's actually doing a pretty good job. Yeah, that's what – I heard that, too. I heard the same thing. You know, look, I, I'm all for second chances. I don't mind that they gave a pimp the job, but if you think we're not going to talk about it, it just you're wrong. It just rolls into the kind of hilarity of the or ridiculousness of the city. You know, going from the pimp to the garbage stuff to the monkey attack on the zookeeper. It's just all these kinds of stories. You're like, okay, I mean, it just it just rolls up into one. Like, I understand the guy was good for the job, and I'm I'm with you. I'm a hundred percent for second chances, and that's wonderful. But Jackson has got such a public perception problem that they need to be cognizant of some of these things. You know, they 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 live in a bubble. Yeah, I mean, like you know, you get the guy that's the pimp, and you know, he may be the greatest thing in the world. I don't know. He probably is doing a really good job, but it's still just uh, it creates that perception. Like, look, Jackson doesn't have any water, and they don't pick up the trash. Oh, and a pimp is charged of the parks. I mean, you know, just a narrative just builds from all that. Like online, like in my videos and stuff, that was one of the most popular videos I did this year was the pimp, and I forgot all about it until you just said it. Yeah, we were going to. This was going to be a top ten. Uh, worst of Jackson show, mm-hmm. worst of the year, Mississippi Jackson national stuff, and uh, the Trump news broke last night, so we ended up kind of veering away from it a little bit. So let's take a break. I want you guys to text or call in the Guns and Gear text line seven six nine two four one nineteen forty four. 
What was the what's your top event that happened in Jackson or national or statewide? I, I'd like to keep it local. Uh, chime in, let us know what was the worst of the worst in Jackson this year. This is the Clay Edwards Show with Sean Yorkron. We'll be right back. Welcome back into the Clay Edwards Show. Guys, uh, went to Burgers Blues Barbecue yesterday, met some old friends at the downtown Brandon location, had a great lunch. Um, I stuck to my word. I said I was going to quit swimming upstream, quit fighting City Hall, and when I go to a burger joint, I'm going to get a burger. And I got the smash burger with an extra piece of meat added to it, some jalapenos, sauteed jalapenos, peppers, onions, fresh cut french fries. So juicy. It's the juiciest burger I've ever eaten. And, you know, you don't necessarily, when you look at it, you don't necessarily see just dripping juices out of the meat. But when you bite into it, it's friggin' phenomenal. And they got a special this month uh, for the next couple of days. $10 gets you a smash burger, fries, and I believe a drink comes with that. I just drink water when I go to, uh, when, if I'm not drinking a cold beer, I drink water. I don't drink soft drinks. But, uh, it was like ten bucks. So, well, mine was more than that because I added all that extra stuff to it. But they got a special right now for ten bucks. So, get by there, try the Smash Burger. Of course, they got a plate lunch available at all three locations Monday through Friday. A blue plate hamburger steak is on the menu every day, and they have an alternating meat. I believe today being Friday is typically fish, uh, fried fish Friday. That's a thing in Mississippi on blue plates. If you've ever noticed. And look, they can also take care of all your catering needs. Whether it's five or five thousand people, they got you covered. And they have two food trucks available for all of your special event needs. That's Burgers Blues Barbecue. You can check them out online, burgersblues.com. Don't forget, their Flowood location is now open right there in front of Dick's Sporting Goods in Dogwood, right there in Flowood. All right, Sean, York run. Yeah. Um, biggest Jackson crap shows of the year. For me, it's got to be the garbage. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. That's the number mean, one story. It, it, number one story. <clears throat> and, of course, they somehow or another, they, Chalkway, <laughs> found a way to blame it on racism. He did say that. I mean, he Ashley Foote took the, took the full grunt of that, mm-hmm. even though this was clearly 100% orchestrated and trigger-pulled by Chalkway. And also, when he had Virgie Lindsay, who's my councilwoman in Bellhaven, Voting with Chalkway, who's white. Yeah. And then I think it was what Vernon Gavin and who else was against him, who's black, and Ashby Foot Aaron Banks and, or somebody. Yeah, I can't remember yeah. which one it was, but um And and Stokes was against him. Or Stokes still kept doing a no vote or like a abstain. Yeah. He kept doing abstention. Yeah, Aaron Banks was hundred percent against it. You know, there were some some claims that maybe Banks was uh, you know, taking some stuff from waste management, you know, mm-hmm. had been wined and dined by them. And, you know, I, I don't think that's outside the rule of law, you know, yep. but <clears throat> no more than what uh, Richards was allegedly doing for Chalkway. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, who knows? Well, again, I don't know. So I uh, mean, I've heard so many stories on that. And, well, mm-hmm. I just want to say this is allegedly yeah. there, there, there was rumors or innuendo uh, allegedly that maybe, uh, Chalkway and this guy's daughter had Heard that some, rumor. had something yeah. going on. I mean, and what's sad is when you you are not a, saying that's fact. By yeah, the way. we're just it's just rumors and innuendo. Yeah, like like a real talk message board on mm-hmm. Facebook. Exactly. Um, 
when you when you don't address situations and something seems so out of the norm, you have to, it, it makes you ask why. He kept fighting for it like his life depended on it or something. It just, yeah. he just I, I mean, mean like they know. had something on him mm-hmm. that they were going to release if this yeah. didn't happen. Yeah, it just it was so weird in the um it seemed beyond just money in his pocket. Right. I mean, especially since waste, it was like waste management had been functioning very, it was the only thing in the city that did, that we had, that was working very well. And I mean, I don't remember ever seeing, I've lived here for the last, what, 20 years in Jackson, and at least, um, and I don't remember saying, oh my God, the garbage service sucks. No, I mean, one thing, you know, in Jackson, we have a solid fire department. We don't talk about the fire department enough, but the fire department is is in good working order. I mean, from no lack of effort by the Lumumba administration to destroy it. You know, they tried not to give them raises or any of that stuff, but uh, they sustained, and uh, the fire department's still still a thing here. I've got a lot of good buddies of mine that are firemen that listen to this show every day, Jackson firemen, yeah. listen to the show every day. You know, and I, I know that they put in a lot of work and they do their thing. Um, but the, anyway, the garbage crisis being the biggest self-inflicted gunshot wound, and it appears that it's going to be creeping up again this year. Yeah, that's what it says. As a what is it called RFC or something like that? They're not RCA RFQ or what? What, what does that even stand for? Uh, request for quotes or no. yeah, some uh, negotiate a new deal. Anyway, that's coming back up. Uh, I think the one of the other things that was big this year. This is just a singular incident that I just remember. LOL Jackson. Yeah, and I know people died. You know, rest in peace. But all these stolen Hondas and Kias. <laughs> yeah, I saw that too. And one of the wrecks was a stolen Hyundai SUV and a stolen Dodge Charger. Both, uh, one was being chased by Pearl Cops. The Charger was being chased by Pearl Cops. The stolen Hyundai was full of kids out on a 3 a.m. joyride. Mm-hmm. A bunch of future rocket scientists and engineers, as, uh, as all their parents would have you believe, uh, just out on a simple joyride at 3 a.m. They plowed into each other at the corner of, oh, yeah. of Raymond Road and Ellis Avenue. Mm-hmm. And, of course, three or four people died and... But that that's Jackson, right? Two stolen cars. <laughs> Got into a wreck. <laughs> run a red light and, and and multiple people die. And it was that was rinse mm-hmm. repeat. Every time you heard about a cop pursuing somebody and mm-hmm. the people wrecking and dying, they were in a stolen Hyundai or Kia. Yeah. I just think that's a big story. You know, there's a, the whole trend online is called hashtag Kia Boys with mm-hmm. a Z. Oh, is it really? Okay. Yeah, like you see these people do these city takeover things where they block the intersection they do all the burnouts and all that crazy stuff there's like a whole joke about the the kia boys in it they're hanging out the car because it's a stolen car and they don't care how bad they mess it up uh just a complete disaster <laughs> yeah i mean that was that was a mess and yeah you know, and for all the for all the patting on the back we've done for um for crime coming <laughs> down in the city uh with capitol police and they've done their job in their area but as suspected most of the violence has taken place in south west and areas of north jackson yeah Mm -hmm. um i had 120 homicides last year we're two to three away depending on the number Mm -hmm. you believe 116 117 go for the record (laughs) well the record 153 i mean they're gonna have to get a big the gun and knife club is gonna have to really crank it up this weekend (laughs) to to make it happen but you got a three-day weekend it's gonna be a record-breaking city clay you got it you got a three-day weekend with with new year's eve being sunday night so it's kind of like getting an extra day. The weekend don't end on Saturday. Yeah, sure. And uh, you you very well could get it. A couple of years ago, they they started the year off with a, with a fresh one at about one o'clock in the morning. Yeah, on January first, I remember that. 
Like somebody really rung in the new year with gunfire. Yeah, I guess that's a count. Like if it's at twelve on one, that counts for the new year. So yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, somebody back there made an executive decision. They're like, let's let's just roll that one over. (laughs) Twelve on one. Put please put twelve on one on the death certificate. Yeah, let's get it. We don't want to put in last year's books. That's kind of like you know depositing money in your account on January second, so you don't want to count as taxes for this year. (laughs) You know, same thing. They don't want to do that. yeah, I mean, I wonder, did anybody get killed over Christmas? I know we were talking about that, because usually that's a that's a good killing time. A one-year-old child got beat to death. Oh, did they? Okay. Yeah. I wasn't following it. Um, and but, I don't know if these if that's being counted in WLBT's homicide tracker or not. And if you're new here, you're probably listening to the show thinking, why are these guys being so <laughs> lackadaisical about people dying? It's because the people in Jackson are lackadaisical about killing one another. Yeah, I mean, you know. They do it very know, nonchalantly. Right. You know, seeing it for so many years over there, it's just kind of like, after a while, you just get kind of numb to it. I hate to say that, but it's true. I mean, you just kind of, kind of numb to it after a while. You're like, you know, one time I tried a case where a guy killed another guy over a pack of cigarettes. I mean, it's just, it's things like that you see so much. So you're like, okay, well, that, you know, that's what happens. And, and that's an upgrade from some of the stuff. I mean, at least there's a tangible product there. Some of it is somebody uh, disrespected somebody in a Facebook comment. Or an Instagram I, didn't see, I didn't count ever counter that, but that I could see that now being more of a thing, right? That that would be a that's a good point. I bet that's happening. I about to ask my buddies up there. Oh like, yeah, like who's tried the Facebook comment case? Oh yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, Listen. there's never going to be an end to the tried and true murders, like you know, over a girl or or drugs or money. But you know, the Facebook comment is an interesting perspective. I'll have to ask about that. Clay. I'm going to oh, yeah. I'm going to ask about that. Your social media beef in general. <laughs> yeah, there's like a there, but there's a whole new you know type of murder now that's been created from social media like is either way like you know as much smack talk as people talk on social media because sometimes i've got you know i haven't gotten mad where i don't really i don't ever hate on anybody on social media i'll just joke i make jokes all the time but sometimes one guy like had attacked me i don't know it was like six seven months ago and i just put my address on my thread i was like you can come over and you can say this to me at my house if yeah. that's the way you feel because it was like so out i can't remember exactly what he said now but it was just over the top like threatening me i was like well if you want to threaten me you know you can come over yeah. and so i imagine in a, you know a community where there's a lot of violence like in you know, where like that probably escalates to the streets Oh, Which is a really yeah. good point, you know. I mean, because now other people have seen you call this person out, yeah. and if they don't show up, they a punk. Right, that's what I'm saying. So like, they have really to point. follow through the you know street ethics, street street laws, G code. Yeah, yeah, All that's right. good. It may have made the problem way worse than it was before, you know, because it used to be just whirling street like so and so talked bad about so and so, but now it's like everybody saw it, so he's got to do something. Got to, or you a punk? Yep. Yep. All right, let's take a break. Come back, land the plane for the year. Welcome back in to the last segment of 2023 here on the Clay Edwards Show. We got Sean Yorkeron here in the studio. We got about a minute left. Sean, you need to take a drink. No, I'm good, man. Okay, you had your hand on it. I was like, no, no, I'm good, man. I like throat's clear. Hopefully, I'm gonna get some time to rest over this weekend. And well, Sunday, I'll I'm sure I'll be drinking other things. Drink but, some hot tea. Yeah, yeah. It's with, a, with a little honey in it. I don't know. Some whiskey. Some whiskey. Some whiskey's probably going to happen. The Dolphins the, play the Ravens on Sunday, so I'm going to probably start early. The, the the whiskey will make it all better. But uh, we forgot to mention the the best Jackson news story of 2023 was the uh, monkey attacking the zoo, zookeeper. Yeah. So everybody remembers that. Oh, yeah. You mentioned it. Oh, I didn't mention it? Okay. Yeah. I want to make yeah. sure that that's, that's my favorite Jackson news story of 2023. The, it is hands down the most fitting story um, uh, of the year. And, of course, somehow in the comment sections of – WLBT and whatnot, people were mad that 
and somehow made it about race. And, How is that about race? Uh, you know, I don't know. It I don't just know, shows but, the city's out of control. You know, the monkey's pissed because he didn't get paid. Yeah. Like, he's like, I'm here working, man. You know, like, this is how bad the city's being run. The monkey at the zoo is angry at the zookeeper. All, All right. they had to do about rage is about how badly the city's managed. All right. Sean, great year with you, man. Looking forward to next yep. year. Thank all the listeners, all the sponsors, everybody involved to help keep this train on the tracks. Happy New Year. I will see y'all Tuesday. How does a free multi-camera home security system sound to you? I got your attention now. Check out First Guardian Security Services. My friend Jerry Forst is a regional manager there. He can be reached directly by text or phone call at 769-823-0034. He's going to get you set up with a brand new free multi-camera home security system for new customers only. That's going to include a video doorbell camera, an outside camera, window, door sensors, and a motion sensor. Free installation. There is a one-time activation fee. He'll go over all that with you. You're also going to get a lifetime warranty on the whole system, and you're going to be able to save up to 20% on your homeowner's insurance, depending upon who your homeowner is. Check them out online, myfirstguardian.com, or just call or text Jerry directly, 769-823-0034. That's Jerry Forrest with First Guardian Security Services. Monitoring services provided by Vector Security.